Quarantine. I'm Liz, that's Aaron, and you're hanging with us for a chill appreciation fan cast of Steven Universe Season 2. That's right, we made it all the way through Season 1, all 53 episodes, which took like mm, half an hour because they're so short, and now we are on our way to Season 2. So chill, you don't even need shades. So chill that ice cubes are formed when water touches us. So chill, it makes ice look hot. I was going for a Hercules joke, and Steam it completely looks failed. Cool. Steam looks cool. It it was it was an awful joke. Anyways, we have been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts three, and as always, every time we watch or play Kingdom Hearts three, I turn to you and say, "Should we just watch the actual movie this is based on?" Yeah, we're playing the Monsters Inc. level right now. I just want to watch Monsters. Should we Inc. just go watch John Goodman be adorable? As a in giant thing, yeah, pretty much. Uh, in, in anything, even in Big Lebowski, is he adorable in Big Lebowski? Uh, no. I w- see he's not adorable in everything. Don't typecast the man. Don't walk him into a box. He's versatile. <laughs> uh, he is versatile. I will give him that, but he's definitely not adorable. <laughs> Sully is adorable. You're adorable. You're adorable. Why don't we talk about season two? We have finished season two before. When I look at the list of episodes here, uh, we did make it all the way to the end of season two. That may have been the last uh, full season I, we saw, though. I'm pretty sure that though, with how things have progressed, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, I'm not. I feel if if it's not season two, it's season three. Um, but with it, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm trying not to go too far into the future. No, we're not going to go into the future, but we're still in familiar territory. Uh, so we, uh, I figured out in doing research for the episodes for this week, why everything was so weird with the orientation, but going forward, it should be fairly simple. Every five episodes, we're going to come on here and talk about them an easier chunk to fill than 10. We will still talk for an hour. So sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, let's go over the list of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, the first episode we're going to talk about is Aaron's favorite episode, Say Uncle. Now, you can tell by Aaron's silence and really flat expression that this truly is his favorite, and he will say nothing else against it. It really is the best non-canon episode of an animated cartoon that one can hope to have. And in preparation of Aaron's attitude i did a lot of research on this particular pairing because yes it gets a little weird this is just great uh (laughs) great podcasting if Uh, it's just me talking in the darkness waiting for you to come back yeah it's great it's super great (laughs) i um i will say this it was better the second time i watched it um it is not still a good episode uh i think it doesn't have to be and if i may clarify for those of you who remember this sort of thing happening when two shows worlds would collide in a crossover episode uh literally a character from another cartoon network show shows up inside steven universe for a non-canon crossover episode don't worry bro it's not canon it's not canon i will say I think the fact that it doesn't have to be canon is what makes it good. I don't think I'd appreciate if important story elements were necessary upon the viewing of this 
flimsy pretense of an episode. However, they do have a little bit, just a little bit, uh, in helping Stephen unlock the power of his gem, which is important for later episodes. It's a little taste to make you realize, oh, the episode did have a little bit of meaning to it, but mostly it's just a chance to goof off, and I really, really enjoyed it. There are some jokes in here that did not land the first time I watched this. There are some jokes that land never. Um, and there are some moments that still kind of like, I just wonder why. Um, and after your explanation that you did uh, when you did your research um, kind of makes sense. Uh, I still hate this episode. It is still the lowest rated episode of Steven Universe that I've seen. Uh, most of them are rated at least a 6.5 and above. This is rated like a 4 point something or a 5 point something. Um, it is not well written. It is um, awful. It, uh, it shows the gems kind of in a bad light or in a light that they don't want to show them in. Um this it brings in this character it wedges this character in that doesn't need to be wedged in and um and in all honesty it's unnecessary unless it or for all of it until one specific part i have thought of the perfect counter argument to your argument. Why? Why why did, why do you need a counter argument to this? I wasn't even planning on it. I was going to pull some quotes from the AV club. I was going to get like real educational about this and talk about how it's good because Steven Universe is a gentle character driven humor and this was a little bit of a way to push the boundaries, get a little bit more looser in the animation, talk about gemsonas and let all the characters shine through, Garnet literally breaking the fourth wall. Like there are many good things about this, but I've just figured out exactly sitting here why this episode is a good episode Aaron what's one of our favorite episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender there's a lot of good ones but if you say the one if you say the fire uh, fire island players I'm gonna slap you not really that is a metaphor it's not even a good metaphor I'm not gonna slap you I'm going to not be no. I, I'm going to disagree with you if you want a thoughtful, intelligent, and humorous skewering of your own characters, what better way than to play in an area outside the space? Katara's that's, that's, maternal that's wisdom problem. becomes a huge weep-a-thon, and that's Toph is a problem. giant muscled man. That's the problem, because you bring up a great example of when care or creators skew themselves in the best way possible. This is a this is not a skewing. This is it shows They literally show Sadie and Lars on a sinking ship. It's so very good. That that was the only joke that landed. One of the only jokes that landed the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, now I really it, it didn't land the second time because of the 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 just vitriol I have for Lars now. Did you see the way that they got to depict Pearl's anxiety? How she gets more and more outrageously animated? It was like an Animaniacs episode swirling into Avatar. Like it was, it was chaotic but entertaining. It was chaotic and the least bit entertaining. I think I, you're Aaron, not going to sway me on. This. You know, it's now my mission. We're sorry, everybody. You can tune off if you want to. I'm going to spend the next hour oh, trying to get no, Aaron. No, no, <laughs> don't. Please don't. Please, please don't. I would like to make the argument that since it's a non-canon crossover episode, 
that the creators and more importantly, the audience know that it is not quote unquote important that you are allowed to have a lot more loose, free, entertaining fun. I, yes, there are shows out there like that, like regular show, Adventure Time, that are way looser with their animation. They're way looser with their comedy. That's fine. I'm I'm not opposed to that. What I am opposed to is taking and shoving this character in. It, it's unnecessary. He has to show up again. Like that's. I know. I know. It was unnecessary even for this one episode. I think I like it better that it was an omniscient, able to do anything character that gets thrown into the gym universe, as opposed to like just Uncle, a fish out of water. Uncle Grandpa not, is no longer on the air, and there's a reason for that. Agreed. I'm not saying that Uncle Grandpa was like the perfect show that deserved to skewer every Cartoon Network show that came along. I'm just saying that if you take someone like Robin Williams and throw him into Steven Universe, where he has the power of the cosmos as the genie and can just do whatever the heck he wants to do he doesn't have to explain himself to anybody if you throw a demigod jinn which is what uncle grandpa is into the mix you're going to get just the craziest out of nowhere intense animation and humor it's not perfect I, for steven universe but it is funny i okay why and 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 why, and why are you comparing Uncle Grandpa to Robin Williams? Is is it is it funny? I laughed five distinct times during that episode. Uh, that's great. I love Steven Universe, but we it's not a laugh out loud show. It's it's a, not supposed it's a humorous to be chuckling or like oh that was funny. It was fun for just once for some random reason that these two creators of these two shows who I who really do admire each other and the work that they produce said. Let's get together and do this. It doesn't feel like a studio-corporated mandate. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like, is it a perfect episode? No. But I don't think it deserves the vitriol that you feel for it. Because I think you're, you're so, you really care about the characters and you're precious of what the show has made you feel about them. And it feels like sacrilege to see this character from out of the blue come in and say, and here we go. We're just going to start doing whatever the hell we want to do. Uh, no, it's it's not because, oh, how dare you and uh, defy me. It's more so that this is unnecessary to the point it's annoying. This character is not a good character. It's not a funny character. It has good jokes. Okay, but it's not a funny character. You and I agree on that, Aaron. This episode is not about Uncle but Grandpa. It's, okay, but then, what then, how? then okay. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say my show can't be defiled. Like I would have said that about Avatar until I saw them skewer themselves. So yeah, you're right. Is it okay to poke fun at yourself? Yeah, I try to do it all the time. But when you do it in the incorrect way, you have an episode like Uncle Steven. Or whatever the episode name say, of this is. Say Uncle. Say Uncle. Sorry. Uncle Grandpa is not a funny character. I don't particularly find him funny. I really like how oh, the characters... Oh, he thinks he's hilarious. That's not the point. The point is that the character's reacting off him. That's the funny part. Literally the, literally the gym's wandering through white blank space. I'm able to get out until Garnet's like, uh, I think it's time for the episode to end, and then just breaks through the fourth wall to where they're okay, having tea with Lion and a realistic yeah. flying tiger. Like that's That's more of the clever writing that we get from Steven Universe or from some of the, the funnier writing that we can get from shows like this. Agreed. I completely agree with that. It's an unnecessary episode. All that was, and that's, so, it's, it okay. reminds me of when like Nick shows would just go like, Hey, 
th wild thornberries and rugrats make a movie together or hey you know danny phantom and uh freaking hey creator danny phantom make something else like it's there's there's times when uh creativity is pushed too far and it's not and we get some not good stuff out of it like the creators of um the the freaking uh gravity falls and rick and morty are very much in respect of each other and very much have uh are, are like long long time friends and have actually connected the shows but in smaller ways ways that the fans the audience as assholes and annoying as they are would appreciate would you rather them have peppered in uncle grandpa easter eggs throughout an no. entire season of steven universe or would you rather have them get it all out in one 10 minute episode and then never speak of it again <sighs> okay if i had to choose i'd choose option b but oh but why either i mean is is, is the point but it, it that that's the the why why i think that's don't worry bro it's not canon but why? Why have the canon to begin with? That's why it's funny. I mean, I do like I do like the introduction introduction of the per, uh, Jim Sonas. I do like um, some of the jokes. There was some there was some clever writing in it. Whether that was the Uncle Grandpa side of things or in the Steven Universe side, of it, I won't know. Nor will I look it up. I'm, <laughs> I'm refusing to do so. I will. I will not educate myself on this. I don't want to know these things. I. But at the same time. I don't like this episode. I, I don't think you have to like it. I don't think it's asking and begging you, please like it. It's really important that you like it. I don't think it wants to be that. I don't think it needs to be that. And yeah, does it show that Steven is, uh, is caring of anyone and everyone? Yes. There's other ways to show that other ways. They have been showing that. I mean, they're showing it. They're going to show it in later episodes. So why? Uh, anyways, they introduced something in this episode that the and I think that was the quote unquote why. Uh, and they actually do kind of realize the reason behind Steven's powers or the reasons behind Steven's powers being a little wonky or faulty. And it's kind of based on emotional or because they're based on his maternal side that they are based on his emotions. So we do get that in this episode. Beyond that, <sighs> Aaron's never going to live this down, but personally, doing a little backstory research on it and watching it from this perspective of, don't worry, it's not canon, it seemed to me uh, a more humorous this time around. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. This is a chill appreciation fan cast after all, but I think chill. that it doesn't... There you go. Chill out, Pizza Steve. Chill. I think that... Yeah, Pizza Steve. Like, yeah. like when I... And then Amethyst just eats him. Just straight up ate a sentient creature. Like, again, like, it's it's dark and a little funny. <laughs> and you don't have to like it, but I think that there's a little bit more thoughtfulness, perhaps, in this particular crossover than you might have originally thought. I... Maybe. Maybe. Just a, a maybe. And just leave the door a little bit uh, open. A sous-son. A sous-son. So let's go on to another episode, one that isn't so divisive. Shirt Club. I, Steven yeah. and Buck make t-shirts featuring Steven's crudely drawn advertisement for Greg's guitar lessons. I kind of want this shirt. Guitar Dad will teach you guitar. 
kind of want the shirt. It's very cute. I I like when they finally have the reveal of wait, why aren't people actually going to see guitar lessons with my dad? He's like, oh, I mean, your art's not good, but it's sincere, and I can use that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we just finished uh, watching Kimmy Schmidt. No spoilers, but Kimmy's sincerity is a bit of a turnoff to most you know adults because you can't sincerely like anything and sincerely show your emotions you have to have a veneer of something in front of it yeah um it it does i think give a nice little bit of humanity to mayor dewey and i do like that i i I like that too uh especially because the last time we saw him he was you know trying to protect the town to uh, a harmful point and with this um, episode, it kind of—I—I said it while we were watching it. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, Max and Goofy a little bit. Yeah, that father-son dynamic where the son just thinks his dad is a real goofball, and the son and the dad just wants to connect with his son more on his level and try to be a part of his life. Very I'm, much so. I'm just trying to grow up and live my own life. I know. I just want to be a part of it childhood shattered. God, I I never heard that as a kid. I've I'd watched that movie countless times. It is amazing countless the times. things that you hear as an adult. They were like I I must have heard this. It was in this movie. I must have heard it a million times, but I was a kid, so I didn't hear it. I I just chose to not hear it. Yeah. That wasn't important to my time of my life, and now I'm an adult, and now I see that, and I empathize more with my adult characters than I do with my <laughs> children's characters. Like I still I still completely understand, you know, uh Max's, you know, thing. Like I, I never had my parents outright embarrass me like that, but they had they did make some decisions that like I remember one weekend I wanted to stay with my friend and hang out with him all weekend and uh my my parents were like, no, we're gonna go camping what we we're, we're not, it's not labor day weekend which is a tradition of my family uh or was a tradition uh and to go camping um uh, and uh and they were like yeah we're gonna go camping this weekend you get to go fishing like when was this plane we've told you about it. I, I don't remember shit about this so knowing you they absolutely did tell you about this and you did not remember i i still looking back at it i still don't think they did i think it was surprised even on my mom and she took it out on me <laughs> uh but uh the max and goofy is such a great dynamic and i love i mean this is still one of my favorite movies of all time and this dynamic is such a great one we don't ever i so far we've never seen mayor dewey's wife if he has one right haven't seen that yet um until what we've seen um in the in the future episodes we've not seen one so we kind of think there might be kind of a single father situation i um, do uh knowing what i know about printing t-shirts it was cool to see the giant spinning wheel because you had shown me a process like that before i'd yeah. never seen so many screens when i do screen printing it's a t-shirt at a time on my one screen so to see the whole lot the whole operation of it and of course because you are you you're talking the whole time that's way too much ink on there oh gosh why why are you doing it that way stop just stop <laughs> he's a child aaron let him have fun <laughs> get some help <laughs> uh <laughs> i believe in having fun as you're doing the right thing i love how mayor dewey's protective how his bodyguards just up and abandon him the minute a shot gets fired. They're like, no. Nope. And then he's like sitting there. He's like, this bench is actually really comfortable. <laughs> um, I, 
it does show that the cool kids are still infallible. I mean, so we, fallo- fallible, infallible means without fault. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's I don't okay. know. I don't know words, Gab. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't do words good. Yeah, I still use infamous wrong. Uh, <laughs> sorry, John. Um the the big thing is. Uh, it does show the the flaws in Buck, and it kind of actually puts a spotlight on him and how he's like, "We're gonna do the movement," and it it shows that he um, doesn't really. Sometimes he can be very selfish. Um, yeah, he cares more about what the art is than people's feelings. He wh- assumes that Stephen's in on the joke. Everything that they talk about. He assumes that Stephen feels the same way about his dad as Buck feels about his, that dads are weird and they need to like let them have their own lives and why would you want to help them? Until he's like, oh, wait, you you like your dad? Oh. Like, that's so weird, man. So weird. Like, what? And the, the shirts are fun. Like, I, I get it in that ironic teen hipstery way. Like, this is so bad it's good Forever 21 style of clothing. But at the same time. Yeah, like li- wearing a um, uh, a Doors t-shirt without actually ever listening to, you know, uh, <laughs> Jim uh, Jim Morrison and there everything. Go. God, I hope I put said you, the right I one. hope you said that right. If you're going to make a, if you're going to pull the doors on it, you better have something ready. Yeah. Um, uh, for uh, But real quick. Uh Hi, April. And yes, English is very hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, April. We learn words good. Yeah, I, I do English good. Uh, <laughs> April is watching through our watch party through Hero Quarters. I somehow yeah, started a watch wanna, party. If you ever know anything about watch parties, let us know because we accidentally started one for this. And this is not like an event. So. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't like the single to mile special one. It's just we happen to be doing it on Talk. No, Tuesday. no mariachi band. Although there is tequila downstairs. That's for after this, though. <laughs> Stay. Okay. Stay, um, prop. Stay up there. I scared the cat. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, I definitely did wear one of those shirts in middle school. I think it was um, ACDC uh, because, uh, actually, funnily enough, the guy who called me out on it then educated me on what their songs were. So if someone else called me out on it, I would be able to be like, nah, brah, ACDC, back in black, bish. You could just say that you're a really big fan of Angus Young's fashion sense. I didn't know who Angus Young was back then. (laughs) I was too young, not necessarily too young. I was too young to know these things. We can't have this be a Tenacious D fan cast then. We know nothing of rock. We know. You you know what? I I won't even say I know enough. You know enough of it. I appreciate that. You you know a lot about rock music. I don't even know what it is because I'll reveal this right here and now. My first rock band was Nickelback, and you can hate on me all you want, but they went platinum 60 times for a reason. And much like say uncle, I'll say that perhaps we don't need to hate it quite as much as we need to. My first rock band was i mean i i grew up with a lot of things from my parents but the one i discovered myself i i mean i beyond boy bands uh probably oh god was trapped really i think trapped was t-r-a-p-t yeah (laughs) because i i went um boy bands then to eiffel 65 yep yep and then trapped it was oh i got three cds all at the same time i got trapped um uh, not, not uh, Nickelback, and then I got um one other one. Oh no, that was Headstrong. Oh Maroon Five, that was the other For one. For me, it was Nickelback, Enya, and Evanescence. Oh, <laughs> what an eclectic. 
eclectic bunch of music. If you listen to my iPod, I have no particular taste whatsoever. I listen to anything with a beat. I have nothing. It's like all those memes with like, you know, Tupac and Mozart. Like, that's us, (laughs) man. Like today alone, I had freaking, you know, in sync backed up with uh, Weird Al backed up to, um, you know, Muse backed up to Beastie Boys. I mean, it's just. We're just, we're that generation where we don't have to stay in one box. Man. <laughs> Man. Uh, what do you think? Should we get to perhaps our favorite one of this chunk? Uh, story for Steven. Oh. Greg tells Steven the story of how he met Rose Quartz. I will say this is not the episode I thought it was. Uh, yeah. You I, and I both have the same thought because there is an episode after this that talks about more about Greg and Rose's early days that I think we were both thinking of when we saw this description. And it's definitely more so our favorite than this. This is still good. Um, yeah. I think um, it shows a little bit more of how Steven is like Greg or how Greg, a young Greg, is a lot like Steven. Very much. Um, and where Steven gets it from. <laughs> um, I adore young Greg. I, I think I really, really like Greg in general. Greg is such an earnest guy, and you can tell he's trying all, at all times to do what the right thing is. And for most people, it'd be like, wait a minute, you don't live with your child, you let him live with these random aliens, and you don't interfere in his personal life. But I, they, the show never plays it that way, and so far we haven't seen a reason why that is a failing on Greg's part. This seems to be more of a... A good choice. From what I, my my theory is, is that he raised him from a certain age to a certain age and then allowed the gems to kind of step in. Or he's, I mean, it feels like he's been heavily involved. Like, you know, like almost like if your two parents were split, but were still incredibly good friends. That's what it's like. Yeah, it feels like, and I say this in the wrong way, a quote-unquote broken family, but it feels like just a family a, a separated. that's a separated family. Yeah, and I think and, and I think that's a, a good example. You know, neither you nor I have, have this uh, personally, but we know plenty of people who do um, where their parents are still on really good terms, you know, um, and we know plenty of them where they aren't. But it's It's hard to say whether one thing is right or wrong, but I do appreciate it when parents keep, the happiness of their children at the forefront and never try to like leverage it. I feel like maybe that was a narrative that was being pushed maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Like that's how step families worked and step parents worked. And I don't see that much in media anymore. So I feel like we're making a more positive transition to it's okay. If you've got a couple different families, it doesn't matter. Family can be so many different things now i mean family family is not what's related by blood anymore because it you, doesn't feel that way because there's there's plenty of people in your life who is related by blood who you're like i do not associate with that person more so and as opposed to that negative view i would say that I, adding more friends to your family feels like a better way to expand the people that you love and care about now and um more so on on myself than on you but like because you are really, really close, but your family is a lot larger than mine. Got a big family. But, like, I have people in my life who are I'm incredibly close to. Oh, your family's selective. You can only like so many people. <laughs> Sorry. The way you said how I have more family, some more to love, and I'm just imagining you guys having a selection process like I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was going to say I have a lot of people in my life who I grew up with uh, who are not blood related in the slightest. But they're family. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that's, um, you know, I call some people, my aunts and my uncles, who are, again, not, and there are people who I will be an aunt and uncle to, mm-hmm. um, and our godson, for one. Um, but we have who, many godsons now. I've got three, four, five. Yeah. Holy hell. I know. So many grand, so many god babies. Uh, do you think maybe we are just letting ourselves be taken in by Susan Egan's beautiful voice? Because every time, every time now, there just seems to be an undercurrent of something is not exactly as it seems with Rose Quartz. And I don't want to think that because she's like this I didn't beautiful think beacon. It was actually, so um, t- uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a spoiler on this from for this episode from now on uh, okay. because I really want to talk all about this sure. episode. So if you hear anything from this point on for this episode just for this episode nothing just, else yeah I'm, I'm gonna spoil a, a lot for this episode i'm not gonna go beyond what i'm gonna say a lot for this episode um so he runs back in uh with the the guitar the t-shirt or the guitar the second time with the guitar yeah the second time with the guitar and she's wearing the t-shirt i didn't so think it was sweet i didn't think it was her i thought it was like a hologram or something like that that the room sent out oh just because of the way the lighting was and everything like that, I didn't think it was actually her. I actually thought it was um, like a like a hologram or projection or something like that. But then the other gems come out too. Yeah, and that's what. But I love that it was like, oh, she's wearing the shirt, and then the way she's like, you're cute. But then like, like the way she's like trying to play it off, it was it felt like I'm like that's not Rose Quartz, and that's why again I felt like it was a projection or a hologram. So I, uh, yeah, there's definitely. There's so much about Rose Quartz, and of course right now, there's so much that we do not know, and we will not know for a while. I do love Amethyst's interactions with Greg, though. So fun, like a cute little kid just loving her older brother. So fun. It's the spaceman. It's the the music guy. She and she looks young too. Like, like yeah. she she's still like kind of like a teen, like that older teenager. Um, like that. It's the Peter Pan collar, I think, that really sells it for me on that. And her short hair. Yeah, she's definitely, and I think she falls in love with his long hair too. <laughs> yeah, I love your long hair. <laughs> uh, so I think he. Um, sorry, I think our cat is playing with something. Of course he is. Hi, um, buddy. I think uh, he. Uh, it's and first off, it's great to see the gems young, but it's also interesting to see the four of them together uh, because we don't see this is the first time we've seen them like this. That's true. There hasn't really been that sort of interaction before yet. Um, so I'm I'm curious. I'm curious how much more we'll see this. So um, how much more will be revealed as well? I feel like this episode is mainly about Greg. Like he even said, yeah. like you've already told this story already. But now it's with my band manager in it. And uh, just the idea of him saying, you know, I think I'm going to choose my own path on this. And I don't want you as my manager anymore. And this is my van. And I'm going to go where I think I need to be because I love her. Yeah. And it's it's sweet in a in a very rock and roll sort of way. Um, the song that we hear uh, that he does in the performance is really good. Um I know that they do end up having like an OST um, made. I think after this season, um, we might look at that after after we get done with the season <laughs> um, in a few weeks. Uh, but the uh, the big thing is is I'm curious to see how the relationship does progress because she I think she's very wary about it at first. I just don't think that gems and humans 
have ever before at all done relationships this way. I just don't think it's a thing they do. Um, and it it could be just a species thing, but I think it's very much like elves and humans. Like elves live for millennia and humans live for such short lives. So it would be no fun to hang around after the person you love is gone. Sort of it's kind of like vampire thing. It's kind of like a, a a human and an animal kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You get your dog for ten years, so it's such a short amount of time. Yeah, all that. I mean, all that heartbreak for. Exactly. You you give them everything of yours, and then they have to leave. And that's I mean that's a sad part about love. I think that's the the tragedy of love. You know, it's better to love and lost than never loved at all. But it's a a huge step to go in and say, I'm wrapping everything up here. This is this is it. <laughs> and of course, I'm sitting here petting one of our current one of loves. our kitties. Hi, Key. I'm sorry. No, you can go back to Aaron. Do you want to come sit up here? As he is, you can come up here. Messing around with stuff. Hi, Mycroft. Hi. We named our cats after the Holmes brothers. This is Mycroft. If you see another one, that's Sherlock. Uh, let's see. So. Uh, I do really like this episode, um, and I I love the the reveals, and uh, we do we have our first appearance of Vidalia, who we see a little bit more of um, in a later episode that is still a precursor episode or a um yeah it's kind of like a little backstory to the town, like you meet more and more characters of this town that are related to other people you've already met in the town yeah. more and more and more. We won't tell who Vidalia is related to right now. That's like there are connections that I didn't even think about until they started like introducing people. I'm like, wait a minute, that means that these four char- five characters are all from the same family? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> so uh but I do I do enjoy this episode. Um good music. And Good Greg's, visuals. Greg standing up for himself too. Yeah, um, which I think might be, might have been one of the first times of him standing up for himself. Yeah, he's such a they he's, they call him naive and idealistic. So it's nice to see him like take charge of what he wants. <laughs> uh, so not now, unlike our cat. Not unlike our cat. Uh, our next episode is love letters. This was a cute episode. When Jamie the mailman falls in love with Garnet, Stephen and Connie must help turn him down gently. Oh, Garnet, thank you for being so freaking direct. Thank you. All right, Garnet, I'm going to write a response letter. Uh, what would you like it to say? Dearest Jamie, in, followed by the letter O, followed by period. So, no. Oh, I guess it does say it, doesn't it? End of letter. End of letter. <laughs> Goodbye forever, Garnet. <laughs> Poor Jamie. I I really like how it ties into the idea of him as an actor that this idea of putting yourself out there for your craft or putting your out outself out there for love can be so similar. Cause it's a part of yourself that you are exposing and revealing. Yeah. He's fallen an idea with the love idea. Fall of, in love with an idea. Yeah. With the idea of love. It's, it's intoxicating. A, a crush is like that. Yeah. And that's, and that's why a lot of people don't understand that a crush is different than being in love. There's so many different kinds of love. You and I had to figure that out, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship um, where I got kind of left uh, right after a, um, a funeral. And uh, uh, you and I started talking again. This uh, We actually dated in middle school. Uh, for the long story, well, maybe maybe that'll be like a big anniversary <laughs> special or something like that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and... Uh, you and I started dating again, and we took uh, we had our, our big romantic night. But then um, 
I took you to was it CCD class or CDC class, and um, I kind of like, hey, I just got out of a really bad relationship. I really want to see where this thing goes, but I want to take it slow. And we went. You were lucky. I never dated anybody, so you could have said, uh, so this is the pace. And like, sure, this makes sense. You could t- no. <laughs> I, you think you were so naive, but you you well, okay, kept, you you kept to- us on a pretty pretty. Uh, Pretty steady pace. As my mother likes to say, the only reason I wanted a boyfriend was I just wanted someone to hold hands with. I mean, that was all I really wanted. So you did a good job of that uh, for the I, first six years. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was I was very much okay with that. Uh, my other relationship had gone way too fast, way too quickly. So I was very much okay with going slow. Mm-hmm. So and it was it worked out really well. And I'm not saying that has to happen for everybody. We've seen relationships that went from zero to a hundred quickly and are still to this day working out and there's nothing wrong with that but it's true i mean i'd be attracted to garnet like she is she is an experience she's wonderful she's really like very very cool like the same sort of reasons you uh like i like wonder woman just these very powerful tall women it's very cool i get it i absolutely do and the big hair oh it's always the big hair the, and there but there is a difference between a crush and love and they can feel very similar but there is a difference it's it's and sometimes it was able for him and he got to like throw himself into this role it was almost like he was escaping all the rejection and heartbreak he'd felt from trying to get into acting and he's like, I'll just love this person. If, and if I can do a good enough job of loving them and convince myself and them because I'm such a good actor, then I am a good actor. I can do anything. And I do love Garnet sitting on the beach talking to him about it. And he's I like, like what do I do from now? And she's like, try local theater. And then just walks away. <laughs> I do like how she kind of figured out what it was exactly before he did. I know. She was very, I mean, she's got future vision. She knows stuff. Oh. <laughs> and I do like, he's like throwing all these letters into the air like so poetic but it's actually all the mail he was supposed to deliver and it's just in the ocean now people's bills and letters just washing away into the sea and uh sorry the cat is licking my foot <laughs> <laughs> this is a cat centric episode he is he is he's very affectionate today sorts he if has you, been cuddly if today. you have a pet at home that has exhibited strange behavior since quarantine started well good news it's happening to everybody I wonder, like, because uh, we we haven't had them for very long, and since Christmas, uh, yeah, yeah, because we didn't get them till after the Christmas party. So, um, but I wonder how they're going to react because we were only out of because you had your break uh, from school for a couple months, or not even a couple months, but like a month, and then you went to school. So, like, it was only like a month or two of like normalcy, if you will. Yeah, it's true. They're going to expect that we always are here now. They're going to get sad. Yeah, and you're, you're, not, you're not going back to school, so. Because summer, yeah. summer break. <laughs> oh, he's all the way up on your shoulder now. He's yes, like a he little is. parrot. I'm going to see if he's on, on screen. Uh, he will be on here in a second. So uh, this is a very cute episode. Um, I do like I do like the character of Jamie. I think he's a fun character. He's not like a well written character. He's just he's, he's just fun. a fun character. He's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then moving on to our final one. Is it the final one? Have we done one, two, three, four? Yep. Yes. Uh, so our fourth one is reformed. Amethyst keeps trying to find a new form to regenerate into, while she, Stephen, and Garnet chase after a gem monster loose in the temple. This is like one of the first times where Amethyst really kind of shows her. We haven't seen this since the kindergarten. Yeah, but and this is the first time we see it with Garnet. Yeah, you would think that she would be perhaps more respectful of Garnet. 
and maybe just act a little differently around her because she and Pearl have such like not it's not animosity, but they're so different that their personalities clash heavily. There is an animosity, but it's not a f- full animosity. It's like it's like civil rivalry, sibling, sibling rivalry. rivalry. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, where like kind of Garnet is not the mother, but Garnet's kind of like the eldest sibling. Well, Amethyst is always, you know, Pearl is always seeking Garnet's approval. Yes, and she is. And I think because Amethyst is the same too, but she's afraid to show that she wants it because it's not cool. Because uh, the the kind of one of the overarching things is that Steven's trying to do these personality quizzes. Uh, yeah. And Which um, he keeps it's trying just a to, BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever skin you want it. Tell uh, us about your day and we'll tell you what costume you should wear from Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Wh- yeah, which Belle costume you should wear. Not which costume from Beauty and the Beast, which Belle costume. Yeah. Should you be uh, the blue peasant dress? Should you be the winter dress? Should you be the yellow evening gown? Keep should going. you be uh, the other evening gown at the very end? Should you be... Um, Oh, there's the green, one more. The green library gown. The green library gown? Which is see? my new favorite, I think. Not because the quiz told me or anything. Any who. Any who. Uh, glad they didn't do this one before they showed Pearl having to regenerate because this one kind of plays it a bit more as character growth for Amethyst as opposed to Steven like, coming to terms with his own mortality. Uh, uh, Amethyst gets poofed. And she turns to a gem, uh, but she comes back almost immediately. Uh, but she keeps coming back in really unstable forms. and uh, the Because perso- she's coming back too quickly. Yeah, and as the personality quiz goes on, it's really obvious to see that she's she doesn't want to think about herself. And they say that at the very end, right before she poops for the final time. She doesn't like thinking about herself because that means she'd have to think about herself. It's, it's yeah. very revealing. Uh, that's... Huh, I wonder why I like this show. Huh. It's like it's got some really great writing and great character development. Why am I depth. overanalyzing this children's show? <laughs> it's because it's worth analyzing. It's yeah, worth it. it absolutely is. I do love her coming back as like a a weird mutant pearl. Yeah, with a <laughs> super long point. Yeah, and her long pointy toes, just all these little things. I do like her new outfit. And I like that this show, again, it's probably because it's not a Disney property where they market the hell out of it. But, you know, you could always you can see now the strings of marketing behind a Disney film. Where it's like, oh, look, they're wearing new dresses. So now you can wear new dresses, girls, for only sixty nine ninety five. You can buy Elsa's coronation outfit and Anna's travel outfit. But because you can't, like, because you, know, you aren't doing marketing for a show like Steven Universe, when they do outfit changes, it's not like a big dress scene like in cinderella where it's like oh i have to it's just like more like oh that's cool or like like there's a whole song number about letting it go and then like literally there's a like pretty snow dress yeah exactly and you think about it there is considering that there are some costume changes technically in steven universe but they don't it's part of their growing identity as opposed to i'm just wearing new clothes because i'm cool like that yep I agree. <laughs> I uh, like. I know that's not great uh, radio or great podcast, um, but that's, yes. that's. I agree. Like that's the. I I don't have anything else to do that, and instead of just like trying to um, cover it with my mansplaining or anything like that. Oh, um, you're just letting me have the floor. Well, that's very sweet of you. Well, yeah. That's very nice, Aaron. Thank you. This is an equal podcast. It's you're seeking the equal opportunity podcast here. Yeah. Uh, so now that we're going down from 10 episodes each week to five, 
I think we can stack these uh, a little better than it was a lot harder to stack. We just picked up our favorite two or yeah, our so worst go of like the ten. Top, second, third, yeah. fourth, fifth kind but of I, thing. I feel like we'll still just do favorite and least favorite. And we know what your least favorite is. So you can <laughs> you can say that. You can say it, it's fine. But uh, I think my most favorite of these um, might be. Story for Steven, just because it's nice to go back in time and see where Greg came from and the I different think it's designs the of the gems. First time we actually see Rose Quartz in person, where it's not a well, it's hologram. A still a flashback, so. It's still a flashback, but it's not a hologram. It's not on a videotape. It's even though it's a flashback, we still see Rose Quartz. Okay, that makes sense. I get what you're saying there. Um, I would honestly say that. Having now rewatched Say Uncle with a new appreciation for it, I think actually that Shirt Club is my least favorite of these five. Because uh, it's not full of goofs. It's not character development for Steven. It's no, a little mean-spirited, and it wasn't nearly as entertaining as I would have hoped for. It has a nice ending with him coming to actually, you know, with Buck coming to learn how to play guitar from Steven. Um, real quick. Yeah. Uh, we just got a comment on the watch party. Yes, yeah, our uh, our really big, well attended, absolutely advertised watch party. Um, I believe this is actually the person that told us about the um, uh, to try to get uh, that our audios weren't matching. Oh, um, wonderful! I think I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, Verna, um, if that name sounds familiar. Um, so if it's not, I apologize. If it is, great to hear from you again. Um, but she just posted this really really nice comment. Uh, hi, just found you guys late last week. Uh, must let you guys know that the people here are so awesome, and you guys are so awesome too for everything, making me feel like it's just so okay to be me. So, Aww. I know we're not doing that much to do that, but um, if you are still watching, Rena, thank you so much for commenting. And yes, uh, we absolutely um, want to try to make you feel okay for being you. Um, and she's from the Heroes Quarters, right? Yes. Uh, that's a Facebook page. If you want to have, uh, it's been a very nice community since the quarantine started but even before then Aaron actually the gray book is right over there by you um these people actually make these really cool journals yeah I got that for Christmas and I've been afraid to put words in it because that's how I am with all my journals uh but this one is actually about like improving your life uh and I think that Heroes Quarters is kind of working like that's their kind of mo like here's how we can make life positive and more enjoyable for yeah everybody. i think uh on friday i want to say it was uh it, it was like clean up part, part of your neighborhood mm-hmm. um or either friday or saturday um uh, i think today or yesterday was no not yesterday sunday was uh clean up a room uh and you know bonus points for uh showing before and after pics yeah so just a nice way to keep yourself accountable i think the nicest thing when you are in a place that you are not comfortable with or where you're trying to better yourself is to have an accountability partner. That's the only reason I work out anymore is because there's someone else who said, I'll work out if you work out. I'm like, okay, I'll do it too then. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Verna. And, uh, you if, know, if you've been enjoying, we have our last six episodes, the first six episodes we did, we're covering all of season one up on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find them by searching for Married to the Idea. That's our parent podcast or Keep Beach City Quarantined because every week we upload the previous one in strict audio format as a podcast and then sit down to do a live recording. So if you are just joining us, there is a nice big backlog of things that you can go through too. 
Uh, so, and we're going to be doing this again next week. Uh, we are Every doing, Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Uh, we were a little late this week. I had a meeting uh, that was I knew was going to run pretty long. Um, shouldn't have that again next week. Uh, but we try to uh, post beforehand, uh, letting uh, everyone know. When we're going to start. When we're going to start. Um, we're going to be better about it, uh, at least this time. So what do you think, Aaron? Most favorite and least favorite of the first five episodes of season two? Um, I got to agree. I think Story for Steven is probably my favorite. Uh, but the um, least favorite is still going to be Say Uncle. Uh, so Story for Steven, Say Uncle. Um, I would say Shirt Club is probably number four. But it's it's a decent-sized gap between the two because I still like Shirt Club. Um, I, I know it kind of has a weird, uh, not mentality, um, a weird story arc with, especially with Buck, uh, but the way it ends, especially with Buck and, um, Mayor Dewey kind of rekindling, you know, the, uh, father-son ro- uh, romance. I'm sorry. Were you about to say romance there, Aaron? I was. <laughs> I absolutely was, and I apologize. Uh, the father-son uh, relationship that they had, and you know, kind you of really dig that, that relationship though. That's like your bread and butter. You really dig that sort of. I, I I'm I'm very very fortunate enough to have a great relationship with my father, and I know not a lot of people do. And I'm I. It's not like oh, I'm gonna hold it over everyone's head. It's more so. Um, I'm just. I'm glad to have that. No, I get you. I like the parent-child dynamic more and more. Like, that's not a reflection on me, per se, in my particular life, but I feel like it is a better contrast of how two people who are so similar and yet so different can relate to each other. And I'm sorry, that got a little metaphysical on you. Yeah, so... <laughs> number four, <laughs> Short Club. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to switch. I'm going to say... it up? Really? Just a little bit. I'm gonna say Shirt Club's number three, and number four is Love Letters. Okay. I like. I still like. And again, it's a huge gap between number four and number five. I really like. Um, uh, I really like Jamie, um, and I like the the progression of the character. But again, it's just it's kind of a weak concept. Whereas Shirt Club's a little bit stronger in my mind. Um, so, and then number two is um, Reformed. Uh, because that is, uh, it it's heartbreaking or you know heart wrenching, but it is a great character growth episode. So, uh, for my my five is going to be story for Steven, reformed shirt club, love letters, say uncle. All right. Well, I guess it was too much to hope that I could convince you to view this episode in a new light, but I do appreciate that you let me try to convince you. And uh, I think we'll let that be uh, the question that we leave people on. Uh, if you're watching, whenever you're watching, comment if, upon rewatch of Say Uncle, if your feelings toward it have softened in any way or if you are just as evolved as ever to hate it. Join the dark side. Be, be, we have cookies. Be chill and appreciative. There's two ways you can go with this. I know you'll make the right decision. Uh, so... Let's talk about uh, which five episodes we're going to discuss next week. Um, we are going to be doing Sworn to the Sword, Rising Tides, Crashing Skies, Keeping It Together, We Need to Talk, and Chill Tide. I think that's how you pronounce that. I may be off on that. 
Aaron, want to give me a second opinion on that? Is oh. that just a misspelling on Wikipedia? It's either chill tide, which makes sense, or chili teed, and I don't think it's that. <laughs> um, looking it up now. Looking it up now. Let's see. There's a video game that came out in 2017. Stop it. Like a, I'm gonna guess a. It's called Save the Light. 3D Game Boy game. Uh, let me new tab that sh- ish. <laughs> that ish. <laughs> uh, let's see. Episode guide. Season two. Uh, okay, okay. I I'm very excited about that. Uh, Which one? Sworn to the Sword. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, it is definitely not Chilled Tide. It is, I think it's Chili Tid. Chili Tid. Okay, so I was right. It is correct in here. I just don't know. I don't remember why it was called that, so I guess we're going to have to find out next time. Uh, but like we said before, Tuesday nights at 5, come find us on our Married to the Idea Facebook page for the live video. Comment if you want to be included in the conversation. And... If you like hearing us talk about things for an hour, you can check out our Marriage to the Idea podcast. We release it every other week. Uh, But right now, Aaron, I think it is time to go make some margaritas and some tacos and enjoy us a chill-ass Taco Tuesday Cinco de Mayo. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I actually have been craving tacos for the last couple days. We haven't had them in a while. We've been saving off, waiting for this moment. Because it is Taco Tuesday and Cinco de Mayo. It won't ever happen again. We, we've been trying very hard to take to heart the messages. Uh, what was it? It was a funny post at the beginning of the year saying that this year is a good year because all the holidays fall on really good days to have those holidays. Yeah, because Halloween's like on a Friday. Yeah. And uh, Christmas is like on a Friday and stuff like that. So, so we can't let this year go to waste just because we're all stuck indoors. Let's keep going at it. Let's stay strong. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm unsure what the... Um, uh, hang on, let me mute this tab real quick. Um... <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I know what we're gonna buy. <laughs> okay, well, it's st- I can hear it very loudly. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Steven Universe Save the Light is a Nintendo Switch game. Oh, well, yes, we absolutely oh, should do that. Hang on, no, it's this is an advertisement. Oh, well, hang don't on. do this to me, Aaron. You're no, you're this is an Animal Crossing. It's <laughs> you thought you thought that. Animal Crossing was a Steven Universe video game. Actually, yes, that makes sense. You start off on a beach. All the characters are nice and friendly. I was so There's an underlying current of darkness. Of course, with Animal Crossing, that's capitalism and Tom Nook. But I was, I was so, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna buy this. We're, I'm like, I don't (laughs) care how much it is. I'll pay twenty, thirty, forty bucks for it because it's Steven Universe. No, it's a um, a, a Cartoon Networks game. Oh, know. it's a mobile game. It's it's a game that you have to play on the website. The ki- they have lots of ones like that for Danny Phantom. They Coming have soon on. to consoles. It might actually be available to, for consoles, so I might look into this. Interesting. Yep. That would be worth checking out. Yep. I am uh, I am actually going to look into that. So, uh, sorry to interrupt uh, the last <laughs> little bit of our live stream. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to the next set. I think this is going to be a pretty solid set. Um, I... I th- I'm, I'm looking forward to the next set. I'm looking more forward to the set after. Oh, you've looked ahead into the future, have you? Yeah, I've got a little bit of future vision. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to these tacos. Uh, you're looking forward to your margaritas. Um, I am looking forward to seeing you guys again 
um, uh, especially all those folks in the Heroes Quarters. Uh, hope you guys are doing uh, staying safe, and uh, whether you're in Heroes Quarters or not, and uh, and across podcast land, uh, be safe out there, and be. Am I slapping my hands too much? You are slapping them so loud. <laughs> and remember, only you can keep Beach City quarantined.